Welcome to the Recruiting Hogs podcast. I'm your host, Mason Cho, joined by Alex Trader. We, uh, we're over at hogbeat.com. Alex is the recruiting analyst. I'm the managing editor. And this is the Recruiting Hogs podcast where we break down all the news in recruiting for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, Alex, um, football season is about to start. So that is kind of like the big thing in the news. But as far as recruiting goes... Stuff is starting to ramp back up as these high school players, some of these Razorback commits start to play. So uh, what have you been following the past week? I know that, you know, Davion Dozier had a big game, uh, wide receiver commit for Arkansas. You know, tell people what you've been doing, what you've been following while everybody else has kind of been focusing on fall camp. Yeah, so last week was uh, Rivals Ranking Week. It was the the final one of the preseason. I know we talked about it a little bit on the podcast in terms of the 250 as it was coming out, but um, we, we have the full rankings now. There wasn't honestly much movement at all in terms of Razorback commits. You only saw one guy move up a star from the high, uh, the high three stars to the low four stars, which was Malachi Singleton, uh, quarterback out of North Cobb. And I'm, you know, as surprised as we were that he didn't make it into the 250 last week, I'm equally surprised that there weren't any other guys that moved up to that four-star status with him. I mean, you've got a ton of 5.7 commits in this class, uh, a lot of them on the defensive side of the ball, and none of them were able to make that jump. None of them fell down, which is, a you know, a plus for the staff and all that because it does provide them the chance to uh, have a solid season and maybe be reevaluated here sooner rather than later but um with none of those guys moving up i'm just not quite sure i I would have expected to see a couple of those guys move up i'm not in the room making these rankings uh but i I would i would honestly like to go through the process sometime and just kind of see what people are looking for so that when i'm trying to formulate you know who's going to go where and what's going to happen in these i'm able to have a better idea of the thought process that's going into it now, they did say, you know, the rivals ranking guys, Ryan Wright, the national analyst, he said that TJ Metcalf, an Arkansas commit, is one of the next players who is deserving of a four-star. So it's like – it's almost like an honorable mention thing, and it's like that's awesome, but why not just give him a four-star if you think he's worthy of a four-star? Like, I, you know, that's, that's our thought process of, like, if you're saying that somebody – is worthy of a four star and you think that they should have a four star, just say it, you know, and just do it. I, I don't get that. What What is your take on that? Yeah. So I think the story in particular was, you know, each of the national analysts gave their pick for a guy who in the next rankings was likely to be a four star. So maybe they were factoring a little bit more of it into the play that he's going to have this season with Pinson Valley. But I looking at, I did a film breakdown on him not that long ago, and he looks to be – I mean, he looks the part of a four-star. Him and Jalen Braxton are more similar than than you'd really expect at that defensive back position. And um, I would have liked to see him get that star, but it is what it is. I know I heard uh, from a source that he was a little bit disappointed with it, but he's using it as motivation, and that's what a lot of these guys are going to be doing is it doesn't necessarily matter what your star rating is, especially as a committed prospect. Is it nice to see yourself in the Rivals 250 or in a ranking that you believe is fair? Absolutely. You certainly want to see that. But 
at the end of the day, it really is just media fodder. It's stuff that we're looking at as recruiting analysts and as fans. Um, and it doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things because coaches aren't passing on a kid just because he's a 5.7 instead of a 5.8. So one guy who is one of those guys who didn't move up, didn't move down is Davion Dozier, 5.6, three-star wide receiver out of Moody, Alabama. You did a hog beat reaction from his his week one game. Um, I guess is it is it technically week zero in Alabama still? Are they saying that? I believe that's the case. I think that's kind of how it was in most places too. Okay. Well, his his first game, he went off for two hundred fifty eight yards and two touchdowns on seven catches in the first half. So, uh, do you think? I mean, like this is I, I don't know what the opponent was or what, but. Davion Dozier might be trying to prove to people, hey, I'm I'm a little bit better than a 5.6 three-star. Yeah, he certainly is. And he even said it when he came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that that new change in coaching, change in offensive scheme, it, it's paying off for him. You saw, two, like you said, 258 yards, two touchdowns, apparently was a yard away from another one. Um, and that's all on seven catches in the first half. So regardless of the competition i mean i believe he's in his moody blue devils are in the 5a in alabama so that's out of seven so it's kind of a you know upper mid-tier team uh classification maybe you'd like to see tougher competition but you can only play who you're playing you know he's not out there making the schedule and he i i don't know how much of the film you guys are seeing you can always go check out the hogbeat reaction on the youtube but he's doing it in a variety of ways. He's going up and getting balls over people. He's catching stopping it uh, in the open space on the field, catching it, and then running with it after the catch he's in there. You know, you don't always see receivers so eager to block. He's in there just manhandling his defender on plays where the ball's not even coming to him. So really, really impressive performance from him against pill city. And it was a 55 to 20, uh, 21 win. So, you get that impressive individual accolade, and then you also see it pay off on the score sheet. That's a huge thing uh, for a season opener. I mean, like, no matter who the competition is, if you're getting 258 yards receiving and two touchdowns in the first half alone, that means that you're probably a pretty good wide receiver. So um, expect to see probably more of that from Davion Dozier. Another guy, another Arkansas commit, Micah Tease, 70-plus yard touchdown catch in his week zero game for Booker T. Washington there in Tulsa. Um, they're playing Bentonville West this week in at Bentonville West. Are you going to be at that game, Alex? Oh, no, you have a vacation this weekend. I am going to be at that game. Oh, I, you are? Yeah, so I leave out for vacation. Uh, I won't be able to make it to the Salt Bowl, which if you're wanting some good old-fashioned smash-mouth hate football, go check out Benton at Bryant on Saturday night. Um, you'll also get to see, you know, a Razorback commit and a Razorback target going head to head in Braylon Russell and TJ Lindsay. But uh, I will be at the uh, Booker T. Washington against Bentonville West game. Hopefully I'll get to talk to Micah uh, after the game and see kind of what it was like going up again. I mean, he it, that catch and run was against Bixby. So he got to play against Luke and Dylan Hayes, um, who I'm also going to see tomorrow, Thursday night at Owasso. Um, and, and, you know, being able to catch all these Razorback commits, especially in the non-conference schedule, is huge because when else are you going to, you know, necessarily want to travel to Oklahoma when there's so much talent in state with guys like Shamar Easter, with some of those 2024 kids who are just really, really looking like they're getting offers from Alabama, Georgia, all around the country. 
I'm really, really excited to see, you know, both Micah and then Luke and Dylan all in action over this, this next two day stretch for me. Yeah. That, that game at, at Bentonville West should be a pretty good one. Um, seems like Bentonville West really plays like a lot of Oklahoma teams in the non-conference. You're a Bentonville West alum, right? I am. Uh, yeah, I did move to Bentonville in my junior year of high school. So I, I was there for two years. So what is it with them uh, playing those non-conferences in Oklahoma? I'm a Conway guy, and their non-conferences are always just Arkansas teams at lower levels. Yeah, well, so last year, actually, um, I went to the first game of the season I went to was also Bentonville West, and it was them playing Mansfield, Texas. So that was when uh, the the, uh, the Razorbacks were targeting a four-star safety, Brendan Joseph, who ended up later committing to Texas Tech, but – um, coach Pratt, you know, he's, he's a fantastic coach and he was able to, I think he, he came from Oklahoma. So he has a lot of ties in that area. So it does make sense to have him coming in. And he also really likes to see the Wolverines competing against high level teams. And you're getting that with Mansfield with Booker T he doesn't put many, if any cupcakes on the schedule uh, and especially in the non-conference. All right, so up next, you have your running back hog board, which came out today on Wednesday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, you can go check that out on hogbeat.com for free. It's completely free. Every time we release a new hog board, it's going to be free that day and that day only. Then we'll make it premium. So get in there on Wednesday. Hopefully you're listening to this on Wednesday. If not, you will have to get that subscription, which is well worth your money. I'm telling you it is. And then once September 1st rolls around, we're going to have a great deal for you which will uh, it'll be a lot easier on your wallet. I promise you that. So, But you're running back hogboard for the 2024 class. So the 2023 class, we've kind of talked about it. We're, there's limited updates to the hogboard for that, so we're starting to roll out the 2024 stuff. You put out your quarterback one. Now you got the running back one. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know, you're looking at it, and it may not be quite as interesting just because you do have a guy like Braylon Russell already committed, a Rivals 250 back in-state was actually he joined the class the 2024 class when Arkansas only had three commitments in its 2023 class last year so that's how early he was in and how long he's he's been committed and you know if I believe his commitment will make it to the end but if his commitment does make it to signing day that's just a testament to how how much he wants to play for the hometown team for Sam Pittman for Jimmy Smith and this offense um but with him in the class, it's hard to, you know, for a while it was kind of hard to see if they were going to be taking a, another running back, especially with guys like, you know, Isaiah Augustave in the 2023 class, guys like Rashad Dubinian and James Joyner in the 2022 class. In the running back room you already have, Rocket Sanders, A.J. Green, uh, Dominique Johnson, all those guys really make it difficult to crack the rotation. But it looks like Arkansas is not completely out on a second running back. Recently included, uh, this is the one I'll give out on the podcast. There are a couple more guys that I'm looking at, but this is one I have right now is the most likely to join um, Braylon Russell in the backfield. Recently included in McKinney, Texas, uh, running back Brian Jackson's top 10. Um, Interestingly enough, 23 commit Christian Ford also plays at McKinney. So makes it a little bit more believable that, that Arkansas is really in the race for this one and not just a hat on the table, um, so to speak. He, he's a, he also a Rivals 250 guy. My main takeaway when doing the research for this is that with Russell already committed and feeling comfortable about that position, 
the Razorbacks are able to go big game hunting here. They're in on some of the top prospects in the class at the running back position, Jamarian Burnett, um, as well as Jackson and some other guys. So it, it really, I think you could see Arkansas take another back, but it's really going to have to be a guy who is really highly sought after and someone that, that they feel is going to bring a lot of value to the class. Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, you hit it there in the hog board. You give insight on every running back offer. You talk about their interest level. And so that's all, that's as much as you can do, right? And so that's what we do with the hog board is we, we show you all the guys that they're targeting, um, maybe not all, but the, the ones that you should know about and their interest level and uh, what you need to know and who they have committed. And as you mentioned, as Braylon Russell, running back's one of those positions that Arkansas has recruited really well since Jimmy Smith got here. And uh, you expect them to keep doing that if they keep running the ball the way they are running the ball. Um, that's what that's what guys want to see. They want to see, like, it was great for Arkansas last year to have four guys get a lot of good carries. And so that shows a running back, like, hey, you're going to come in here, and even though you might not be number one, which is kind of like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D for Arkansas, you're going to be able to get some touches. And you could as a true freshman. You saw it last year. Two true freshmen and a redshirt freshman were three of Arkansas's top running backs. And so um, I think that's great what they're doing. Jimmy Smith is a great recruiter. We've seen that. So uh, go check out the running back hog board on hogbeat.com. Okay, other news. Peyton Pierce, linebacker. Um, he's high on the hogs, Alex. He is. I was able to talk to him last week, and he uh, he told me that the Razorbacks were easily uh, – he used the word easily in his top five. So nation's number 32 overall prospect, number three linebacker. Um, took visits to Baylor, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, and Texas A&M over the summer. And he still has the Razorbacks in his top five. Um, so that's a really, really good sign for Arkansas. He said – He's hoping to make it to a game sometime this fall. Doesn't quite know when yet, but the interest there, Arkansas was in early on him, and it, the interest seems to be real. Uh, is a big fan of Coach Shearer, is a big fan of what Sam Pittman's doing. Also said Dow Loggins, who has recruited his butt off since he got to Arkansas, um, is a guy that is visiting Lovejoy a good bit. Um, and interestingly enough, a connection between Arkansas and Lovejoy uh, in bumper pool, you might've heard of him might also be helping the Razorbacks in this one. As Pierce says, you know, he's been out to lunch with bumper. The families are close. They know each other and he's providing him with some insight on what Arkansas is all about. And, you know, as a super senior, as someone who's likely to be a captain, all sec guy, that's a pretty nice recommendation to have. If you're a staff, uh, you can't really ask for much more than that. Yeah. That's always a good thing is to have those guys who are from areas of the players that you're recruiting and specifically like the same school that really helps out. And so um, I think Arkansas is doing a great job that helps build that pipeline. It's a great, it's a great thing. If you look at all, all these guys they are getting from Georgia, that's huge for Arkansas because Georgia high school football, there's so much talent and they're bringing in these Georgia guys. So then when you recruit them, you can have these guys from Georgia saying, Hey, you know, the, yeah, it's kind of far away, but it's, it's awesome here in Arkansas, stuff like that. So um, I mean, like they, the way that they're recruiting right now, it's just on a different level of what you've seen at Arkansas in the past 10, 15 years. So um, moving forward, this is our last thing we're going to hit. So the Rivals 150 in the 2023 basketball recruiting class was updated. Some Arkansas targets moved up. 
Um, the only Razorback commit in the 2023 class, Layden Blocker, he moved up six spots from 35th to 29th nationally. Still a four-star. A lot of people think he should have that five-star. He can still get it. Um, at this point, it's like, does it really matter what star he is because he's coming to Arkansas either way, and you know that he's going to be really good at basketball. So, um, But he might get that five-star before he gets on campus. Speaking of five-stars, though, Bay Fall, a guy um, – out of Denver, Denver Prep Academy. He moved up from 12th nationally to 11th. Um, he's an Arkansas target. I think that um, – I th- I want to say that our guy, J.C. Hoops, put in a future cast for him for, to come to Arkansas. And I'll tell you what, J.C. is plugged in. He knows what he's talking about. So if he puts in a future cast, you should get excited. And you can go check that out at hogby.com, the players that he's put future cast in for. Um, another guy, Ronald Holland. Um, a five-star out of Duncanville, Texas. That's the same school that Anthony Black went to. He's a five, He was also a McDonald's All-American five-star. He moved up from 14th to 12th. So, I mean, like, Arkansas could get back-to-back guys, 11 and 12 in that class, two five-stars. They're, two, they're Arkansas targets. Neither one of them have committed anywhere yet. Um, another guy, Asan Diop. I hope I'm saying that right. He's a four-star. He moved up. Um, oh, he dropped. Okay, he was one of the guys that dropped from 96 to 110. Still a four-star, though, out of Bellevue um, Christian School in Colorado. Justin McBride, Wesley Yates, um, Zayden High, some other Arkansas guys that had some movement there. And you can go check out the, the full story over at hogbeat.com. Um, it's just 2023 targets moving up. That was from Jackson Collier. So, really, the the big news is the, the Layden Blocker one moving up because he's the only one committed to Arkansas right now. So, but I mean, like, think about it. What if what if Eric Musselman had back to back recruiting classes where he gets like two or three five stars? Like this this past one, he had five stars, um, three of them, three McDonald's All Americans. Layden Blocker might end up getting that five star if they can land Fall and Holland. There's three more five stars. I mean, are you kidding me, Eric Musselman? This dude's an insane recruiter. Talk about recruiting with a football team. Eric Musselman is probably recruiting on a higher level, which it's a little bit different. But I mean, he's insane, dude. Yeah, he is. And really, if you look at it, the real my question is, how long can he keep doing it? Because, you know, once you get to that Elite Eight bubble, if you're able to break through it, then that's fantastic. Then the expectation, I think, from a lot of Razorback fans is Elite Eight or bust, uh, especially going into this season with the way the team looks. So if you're able to, to live up to that, then I think you're only going to continue to see, you know, in 2024 and 2025, guys continue to want to come to Arkansas and keep that tradition going and play for a guy like Musselman, especially if he's getting people to the league. And it looks like, you know, if things go according to plan this season, you're going to see at least one, maybe two, maybe even three guys all go in the first round of the NBA draft. So really, really impressive stuff. And also, I mean, talk about backup plans if you're must, because, Jackson has said before, Bayfall and Ron Holland and then Hassan Diop are, are the likely last three. But then you have number 73, number 23, and number 46 in the country as your backup plans. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to fall back on. So really, really interesting stuff there, especially, you know, JC came on this podcast a couple of weeks ago and talked about all this stuff, and he was pretty dead on if you listen to it now. Um, it, it's always, you know, as a non I'm not a non-basketball guy, but I'm not as plugged in, nearly as plugged in as he is. So that stuff's always interesting to check out, especially when you're 
it's put into perspective for you how impressive it is what what all's going on in Fayetteville. I agree. I agree, Alex. It's an exciting time, mainly because football season is about to start. But as far as recruiting goes, it's also exciting for the football team, for the basketball team, baseball team as well. Actually, I should probably hit this. Our guy, Coach Cabo, um, Kevin Bohannon, he did mention I, I gotta pull this up because I I'm I'm telling you, I'm in football mode right now. Um, the 2023 class for Arkansas is ranked number one in perfect game in baseball. They have 10 players uh, in the top 100 for perfect game. The next closest is Vanderbilt and UCLA with seven. Um, so Arkansas killing it in baseball once again. The only downside to that is, is that you got to get those guys on campus. And when you have 10 guys rated in the top 100 of high school recruits, you got to expect some of them are not going to make it to campus. So that's one thing about baseball recruiting is it's just a different beast because you also have to factor in these guys can go straight to the draft. And so um, then you also have Carson Wiggins. He moved up a little bit in the 2024 rankings. He's an Arkansas commit. He's the number 47 overall prospect in that 2024 class, number 10 right-handed pitcher, brother of Jackson Wiggins, for those wondering. Um, there's your baseball talk. I talked baseball during football season, Alex. So uh, you got one more thing before we end? Yeah, I just want to uh, remind everybody, you know, there are some fantastic games going on this week. I was planning on going to three. It looks like I'm only going to be able to go to two. But tomorrow night, if you're around the area, uh, Bixby is going to be in Owasso taking on you – know, that'll be Luke and Dylan Hayes, two Arkansas commits, taking on a former, you know, major Arkansas target in Cole Adams – now committed to Alabama will be really, really nice to see. You know, I'm sure we'll see Dylan against Cole Adams one-on-one -on -one a couple of times, as well as just seeing seeing what Luke Hayes is going to be able to bring to the table on the offensive side of the ball for the Bixby Spartans. I believe that kicks off at seven. Um, and then Friday night, I know you don't have anything better to do because fo college football doesn't start till Saturday, but go check out Booker T. Washington at Bentonville West if you're in the uh, Northwest Arkansas area, it's going to be a fantastic game. You have an Arkansas commit lining up. You have a West team that looks, you know, it has a couple guys with, with um, starting to pick up division one offers and, and a couple of FCS offers as well. So definitely go check that game out. Brian Pratt, great coach. Uh, Booker T looked really good in their game against Bixby the other day. So I'm very, very excited to see that. And then Saturday, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately, but go check out the Salt Bowl. Do yourself a favor. Uh, I watched Braylon Russell on film last year, and he was insane. I'm I'm definitely planning on watching the huddle of this game. And then he's also going up against in-state defensive line target with offers from uh, with an offer from Georgia in TJ Lindsay. Go check that game out. That's in Bryant at seven. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but as the Central Arkansas guy, that game's full of hate, right? Those two teams are, are like the uh, Alabama, Auburn, the Ohio State, Michigan of Arkansas high school football. Yeah. I mean, that game draws the biggest crowd of a high school football game in the state every year. I Are you sure they're playing at Bryant? Because I'm pretty sure they play it at War Memorial every year. It may be neutral on Ma Max Preps is so yeah Max Preps useful, sucks. but I've I've looked at games on the wrong day before. Um, the locations are wrong, the times are wrong, and I checked the this for the score in the the Moody versus Pell City game, and they had it as nineteen to six Pell City, which just is not correct in any way. Interesting. Okay, I I'm pretty sure they play that at War Memorial every year. 
I'm trying to, I'm like real quick trying to pull up this uh, scorebook live real quick. Uh, scores. Hold on. Hold on. This is bad radio. Uh, what are we looking for? This is golf. No, I need football. Okay. I can't find it, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's at War Memorial. Okay. Anyways. All right. That's going to wrap us up here on the Recruiting Hogs podcast. Uh, go check out the Gridiron Hogs podcast as well. It's available on the Hogbeat YouTube, Apple, Spotify. And go check out hogbeat.com for all of your best Arkansas sports coverage. Thank you, Alex Trader, and thank you for listening today. <laughs>